Every hour on the hour, when we listen and gain our knowledge and power, we turn to the no bullshit hour. Is this fucking thing working? No. No bullshit. No fucking power. No fucking cable. Goddamn basement's filling up with fucking sewage. Telephone's out. People are fleeing Detroit. They're leaving Flint. Duh! Goddamn third world over here. I want out. I'd rather live in Albany. Let's just start breaking this. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. Yeah, that's easy to say. No more bullshit. And another thing. What? What's up with COVID? I don't know. I don't get it. What, what don't you get? Any of it. I've been living this shit for, let's see, March to March is 12. March, April, May, June, July, August. That's 17 months. Yeah. I don't get COVID. Okay, look. There's a lot do of Do you get a vax or do you not get a vax? Right, these two people, these these kind of people running around screaming. Mm -hmm. What about the 36 million of us that had COVID? What do we do? Do I get the vax? Oh, um, go on social media and let them decide for you. <laughs> There's a lot of great information out there. Look, man, they told me, like, if you had COVID, don't get it for 90, don't get the vax for 90 days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Remember that one? Mm -hmm. And then the Cleveland Clinic came out. And doesn't do you any good to get it. So it's 180 days since I had it. Now I'm thinking I'm gonna get it. Except now if you get it, you could still carry the Delta thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And then it's penetrating you anyway. So what is the, Mark, you, you keep up on this crap. I try. How effective are the vaccines? At 95, like they told us? Uh, well, with Delta, it's down in the low 80s now. No, it's see, the 80s. See, here's the thing. We're living in the middle of this weird scientific uh, prog process where things change and data changes and nobody can keep up with it. So I would just ask your doctor. Yeah, you should, you know, you know what your doctor's going to tell you. Well, you should trust him, right? If he's your doctor. Her. 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 Them. They. She. She. Whatever the preferred pronouns are. I love to get a colon check. It's going to tell you that right now. It's a great doctor. But what is she going to tell you? <laughs> get it. But again, now you got to get, what, a third shot? A booster, yeah. Now you got to get three? If you're, uh, yeah. Do if you? Is that is that the science now? Compromised, I suppose, yeah. Or, or do you maybe, we're going to do that. Do the masks work? Do the masks work? Yeah. Apparently, we got rid of influenza because we wore masks. Sure. If, if that's true, but we then COVID would have disappeared. <laughs> well, right? Nothing's 100%, but yeah. Isn't COVID kind of like the flu? The flu kills... How many people? Again. Again, you have differentiated 40, fucking yeah. numbers. Mm -hmm. 70,000, 50,000, 20,000. It kills thousands of people a year. Influenza. Mm -hmm. And we have shots for it. Mm -hmm. Right? Are we shutting down the world because people die from the flu? Of course not. No, I have COVID. No, we have a vaccine. The we flu was worse than COVID to me. And I know COVID kills. Mm -hmm. So are we going to forever, like, what are we going to do? Don't we have to live with a little risk? Oh, 100%. I don't think we're going to ever I don't think we're going to shut down again, but there's going to be some things that are restricted. So should I get the shot? Ask your doctor. <laughs> there's no science. <laughs> I don't get it. 
which is you know brings us into the show, which is it's a it's just a good one. Alan Foyer from the New York Times works in Albany. Mm-hmm. The guy knows New York politics. The guy knows the border. The guy wrote this book. Ooh. It's a great book. El Jefe, the stalking of Chapo Guzma. A great subject. It's a great this this is it's believe it or not, this thing should be made into a movie. It's a page turner. And it's really about how the feds use tap the phones. <laughs> it, it's it's a fucking remarkable book. Welcome in, Alan. And then following Alan, because the power's bullshit in this state. We have Chris Cabrera from the National Border Patrol. What is it, Chris? National Border Patrol. Council. Council. He's the vice president of the Border Patrol uh, Union. So he's appearing here as a spokesman for the union and not as a Border Patrol guy because the man will take his testicles from him if he actually speaks as a guy working the border, but that's what he does. So just between all of us, that's what he's really doing. You know what I mean? Take it. This guy works the border, but he's here representing the union. Okay, bullshit. Okay. Look at that. Look what he's drinking. He's drinking some cocoa. So you can see what we're going to do here. We're going to go COVID to Cuomo to Chapo to the border to why our fucking power is out. Why everybody's leaving. Hey, Duggan. Mayor Duggan. Stop with the bullshit. You're not going to sue the Census Bureau. People are leaving Detroit because it sucks. Because you suck. Because the crime's out of control. Because you don't do anything for the neighborhoods. That's a fact. Give them a reason to stay. Everyone else, where else in Detroit or Michigan's growing? Except Flint. Why? Because you poisoned them. Because they don't have police. You know what's going on, dude. Grow up. Chicago grew. <laughs> Chicago grew. So what are you telling me the Census Bureau is not... You're blaming it on Trump again. Yeah. What a douchebag. It's easy. And remember something, Mr. Duggan. You're going to get reelected, but just like Ed Koch, just like Mario... Uh, uh, not Mario Andrew. Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. The third term's a bitch. It doesn't usually work out well. Great point. Right? Thank yeah. you very much. Just ask FDR. Huh? Angler. An angler. Ask Angler. Oh, it's bad. Okay, but anyway... Before we get to Alan Foyer, let me, uh, I really don't, I just think I look cool in these glasses. They do, I think that's a good look. I can't really read these. <laughs> it's okay, so it's better to look good than to read. Do it like this, as always, uh, you know, No Bullshit News Hour could not be a top 100 news program on iTunes, right? Is it iTunes? Eh, wherever, there, wherever podcasts can be found. Yeah, yeah, but iTunes. It is overall. We're, we're yeah. top 100. We're beating Sean Hannity because he's a big, fat douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a guy. Gas bag. Yeah, he just gets in a limo and goes from Long Island to Manhattan. He don't know shit going on, this dude. You know what else he doesn't know? How good American Coney <laughs> Island hot dogs are. Stay here. Look at that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, look at that. That is uh, chili, mustard, onions. Proprietary hot dog. Ooh, wait, is it's that, really a sausage. Is that? Can anybody see? Are we even on the? Are air? those Greek spices too? I see. Greek, but you know, Greeks invented spices. Yeah. You know, Grace Carroll is at American Coney Island. Her family were the first Greeks ever, meaning they were the first people on Earth because Greeks invented human beings. <laughs> civilization. Yeah, civilization. So listen, go to. Uh, he's eating again, you fucker. What? 
Go to, uh, uh, where is it, uh, Michigan and Lafayette downtown, right smack in the heart of Detroit is American Coney Island with the proprietary delicious dog. Or if you don't want to go out, if you're not sure about the vaccine either, you can order a Coney kit. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. Is that good? Fine. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, ADR. ADR. Right? Yeah. If people are leaving your city, if your power's out, if if your 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 pump stations go out, what should you do? Call you should, someone who knows. ADR, yeah. right? Because they are experts in what? What? Um, <laughs> compliance. Ahead. Compliance. Uh, getting shit done. Getting shit done. Getting shit fixed. Putting the fucking mayor's balls in a vice. Knowing who to talk to. Knowing who to talk to. Getting something done. Yeah. Oh, and if you're moving out of state, they can help you with that, too. <laughs> you want to go someplace where it's warm where and the work. power stays on. Stuff Ooh, works. the wind blew. The wind blew 60 miles. You know how speedy the Santa Ana... Hey, Jason, how, how hard do the Santa Ana winds blow in California? 70 miles an hour. 80? 80. 90? 90 miles an hour. Power never Did the power ever go out in San Diego? Never! Stop lying! We're going to tell you all about DTE and consumer energy because as we speak right now, one out of every four people in the entire state of Michigan don't have power. This is outrageous. You don't have to take this, and I'm going to tell you why as soon as I tell you about Luke Nowacki. Yeah. Give me, hit me. <laughs> share, share, share. Hang with me, Alan. This is, this is how we do the commercials, baby. Remember last time you were on, I walked you right into a Coney commercial, didn't I? It was great. Did you like the Coney kit? Alan, did you like that Coney kit I sent you? Oh, absolutely. There you go. See that? Listen, here's the other thing, man. You making some money over there at the New York Times? Turn that up. I don't think you can hear us. This is shit. I blame it on Mike Duggan and DTE. Can you hear me, Alan? Yes. Okay. You making any money over there? To, put that music back up. You making any money over there at the New York Times? Little extra scratch? I you survive. You know what? That's not good enough. You need investments, bro. You got to start thinking about retirement. You might even okay. have a kid. You're newly married. You might have a kid. Hey, you get this kid through college. I tell you how you're going to do. Start planning. How do you start planning? You call Luke, Luke, Luke Nowacki. Nuke Nuke Either one of them. It was a long night. Luke Nowacki, man. Let's see. Hold on here. Where, where the fuck is his number? I know it by heart. It's in my phone. Okay, here it is. 248-663-4748. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth for solid fucking financial advice. Alan Foyer. Okay? Do me write that down. 248-663-4748. Did you write that down? I got it. <laughs> Read it back to me. 248. <laughs> yes. And then as you said. Yeah, uh, close right. enough. 663. Six, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 663. Six, 4748. That's what he wrote down. That's exactly what I have written down. <laughs> that it's so weird that that is also your social security number. <laughs> So easy. 248-623-4748. Oh, yeah. By the way, at ADR, if you want help, property management, technology, right? You're a, you're a police force. You need you need equipment. Mm -hmm. Anything. Flint, you need somebody to help you. 
You call Barry Ellen Tuck and Barry's number. Uh, where is it, Barry? Barry, call in. Tell me your number. Uh, uh, two four eight. Write this down, Helen. <laughs> I was just saying. Why don't we just ask Helen what the number is? Three one eight nine four two four. These all rhyme. Nine four two four four seven four eight. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or guys, just go go online. I'll, I'll post those numbers. I mean, listen, we all need some help. You know, what we need we need some help. Cuomo's the fuck out in New York. Alan Foyer, New York Times. Works in well lives next to Albany. Alan does everything. Alan is basically. I don't know. He's one of the most hooked in guys I know. I mean, he, he deals with the DEA, the FBI, the court. He fucking knows everybody in New York. So, Alan, let's do this. Cuomo. 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 Why is he out? Is it the nursing homes or is it his, his ass-grabbing ways? What is it really? Look, I think this gets back to uh, it's a it's a story as old as uh, 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 Machiavelli, right? The Italian philosopher. He says it's better to be feared than loved. And Cuomo was feared for a long time. But the the problem is when you're not feared any longer, guess what? It's better to be loved. Hmm. And Cuomo ran that state, ran this state with such an iron fist for so long that he made a lot of enemies on the way. And so to answer your question, it's both the COVID nursing home problem and the sexual harassment problem. Because don't forget how this started. This started when the nursing home issue came up and the policy that he had put in place that led to so many people dying in nursing homes and the his administration attempted to, you know, sort of massage those numbers. And there was a lot of questions being asked. Pe- Paul. Right. P- DT. Paul. <laughs> that was interesting till the man fucked me with the power. He's, he's back. Okay. Yeah. Go can, on. Can so, you hear me now? Yeah, go on. So you were saying... With the, it started so I was saying with- when, when, they, when people started asking questions about the nursing home issue and... You know, he was on his back foot. It opened up a lot of room for people to criticize him on everything. And so it was like it was like a pent up demand of all of the problems that Cuomo had been facing over a long time. And so it was the nursing home may have been the trigger that put him on his back foot and reduced that fear factor. And everything else came in after that. Don't forget, you know, these allegations of, of, of sexual harassment and, you know, uh, have been around, you know, these women are this, they're not saying that this happened, you know, in the last few months. So people have been feeling this about Andrew Cuomo as a governor for a long time, but it was, it was the weakness that opened up given the nursing home issue that allowed space for all of these allegations to come out. And frankly, for, for, for the, you know, for, for them to sort of take root, you know, you know, what's interesting is state representative Kim from Queens, a man mm-hmm. is the one you got really pissed that is saying he's being bullied by Cuomo and he cuts the room for all the women to come. Mm-hmm. But months before he was complaining about being bullied, one of uh, Cuomo's aides was on Twitter saying she was sexually harassed and really didn't get a lot of play on it. So I think, Alan, really, that the, the, the press really has a lot to, 
to account for. In a sense, they fawned over this guy all through COVID. Everybody knew he was cooking the books on those nursing homes because he, he backed off of the policy of commingling people, you know, the, the infected and the non-infected nursing homes way back in May. But nobody held his feet to the fire. So I think frozen. you're frozen. No, you're yeah, not. not bad. Well, um, I just think the media fucking blew it. They know they blew it. And so they can't really say I gave the guy a pass. So they pile down with the sexual harassment, knowing full well they let the nursing home scandal fucking slide by. You agree with that? I think they don't forget that it was the media that broke all these stories about the sexual harassment to begin with, you know, that that's where all this came out. Yeah, but I'm asking, where was the muscular response to his nursing home policies? It took the attorney general of New York to fucking call him out. He was he was able to make himself into something of a hero during the early days of COVID because he was really good at doing his like FDR fireside chat like thing, going on TV, doing all of these briefings. And it's absolutely true that he got a lot of goodwill. But people in the media never forgot that he was he ran the state like a like a brute. You know, he, he was he ran the state with an iron fist. I, I'm, I'm thinking of a headline. Um, you know, he's the control freak that we need now, something like that. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think people were aware, people were aware that there were th these two sides to his personality. Um, and then, you know, th and, and people were, you know, um, giving him credit for kind of doing these briefings and look, it, it, it didn't hurt his case that the national leadership, was kind of absent. And so he stepped into a spot uh, where he was able to kind of put himself front and center. Um, but that, you know, that, 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 that hero uh, pose he had was so thin because it was knocked down very quickly after people kind of realized what was going on. Well, let's go like this. Let's bring it back to my part of the world. I mean, he was like locked at the elbows with, with Gretchen Whitmer. Right. She's got a lot to answer. Now that Cuomo's gone. Right. The chairman of the Democratic Governors Association. Right. He was the alpha governor. He's gone. I think all eyes now turn on Michigan because she's the most recognizable governor now in the United States. DeSantis Easily. aside yeah. or mm -hmm. Gavin Newsom aside. Mm -hmm. She is. And I got a feeling this election in Michigan is going to be red hot because of that nursing home problem. Because our own inspector, our, uh, auditor general is now conducting a count to see whether or not our governor cooked the numbers. Because we followed everything New York did. And, and, any, any thoughts over there in Albany about what's going on in Michigan? I, I don't, you know, I, I got nothing to say about Michigan, man. Nobody does. I got nothing for you. We're all moving there, bro. <laughs> yeah, you you guys... coming? Come on up. And hey, at least I got my power. So you that's know, what I was going to ask. <laughs> when you have a bad storm, Alan, and um, do you I lose like do you lose power every single time like we do here when when the wind we blows? Lost power last night. We had a big storm last night, but no, not you know, not when there's like you know just a normal storm. But you already got it back. I mean, 
Listen, I'll tell you what's going on up here. This is my theory. I think that I think that upstate New York is turning into the tropics, man. We get weather like 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 the jungle in 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 Mexico up here now. It's like hot. The wet it blows in, and it's like a thunderstorm, and it, and then the power goes and out. right on. Yeah, right on cue. So <clears throat> here's here's my thought. New York, Cuomo gets caught out. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the Attorney General, Letitia James, mm-hmm. who is the balls to uh, whose whose political him. patron was actually Andrew Cuomo. He made her. He endorsed her for the chair. I I think he thought he was going to get away with it. With you know, one of his mentees is going to run these. Well, there, I mean, there's, there's been reports to that, that he was kind of blindsided when the report came out that she verified these women's stories. But I find it interesting that Alan said, and this is kind of bringing it back to Whitmer, that people really didn't, uh, the populace really didn't start getting after it until you had these women's accusations. You know, the, the nursing home data, a lot of people knew, a lot of people were bothered by it, but it wasn't until the women came out that the uproar really began. And we have the similar issue with numbers and data and nursing homes here in this state but what is the thing that's going to wake people up, even even if it's something surface level? Is is it the plane? Is it something what, like what that? We're what gonna, we're what we're going to need is a, is a solid investigation. Alan, explain to us the Letitia James factor and how this played into the downfall of Cuomo, because we don't have an attorney general looking yeah. looking to to hold government to account. Tell us what happened with her and him. Okay, okay, I'm back. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 Letitia James was a an ally of of Governor Cuomo. She stuck by Governor Cuomo when he was being primary. Okay, I'm starting to get mad. I'm just gonna cry. I'm gonna. I'm getting mad. I'm just gonna cry, man. You know, don't forget, Governor Cuomo had been under uh, a federal investigation by by prosecutors in New York City for. The way that he was, um, he shut down a state commission that was looking into corruption in Albany. In fact, one of his closest aides got charged and was sent to prison um, on corruption charges. So when when Letitia James, um, you know, gets the job to investigate the governor, who does she pick to run this investigation? But the same federal prosecutor in New York who had looked at Cuomo I'm not even going to say shit. I'm not even going to say shit. Investigation was wrong. They say it was biased. They say she didn't follow procedure. They say that she didn't um, that the you know the investigators didn't make public some exculpatory parts of the women's accounts. Um, and so, you know, that will ultimately, you know, that, that may not go anywhere, but that is. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Can you hear me, Chris? I got you. Can you hear me, Alan? No. What? (laughs) Okay. Here's what we're doing. Fuck this. Show's over. Not doing this. I'm not doing this. DTE. I'm not doing this. AT&T. I'm not doing this, Gretchen Whitmer. I'm not doing this, Mike Duggan. You're doing this on purpose. The man is giving us bullshit 
infrastructure to shut us down. This is a conspiracy. You don't want the truth, so guess what? Nobody gets the truth today. It's over. Alan Cabrera. Hey, real quick, Cabrera. How fucked up is the border? It's, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's the worst it's ever been. You worst know, it's um, ever been. Last month. Yes. Real quick, just last month, uh, the month of um, July, we had over 212,000 people um, turn themselves in and, and get released in the United States. That, that's more than the... Uh, 212! That, I think 212 is a record. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Okay, the Border Patrol is doing this. Hey, listen, Border Patrol guy. Here's what you're doing now, isn't it? You have a bunch of arrows... On the, on the river, on the Rio Grande, here, go over here to the Welcome Center, and we're going to check you in. Is that about right? Do you have tables? That, that's exactly right. Fucking me. That's Fuck exactly me. right. It's bullshit. How many, a lot of people we have, have anybody, COVID. Yeah, we barely, we, we barely have anybody out in the field um, patrolling. Uh, just in my city last month, they released 1,500 people COVID positive into the United States to go wherever the hell they want. What the fuck? How well do they track them, if at all? They don't. There's no way to track them. You know, we don't test them. We release them to uh, the non-governmental organizations like Catholic Charities. They test them. They tell them to go quarantine somewhere, and then they just walk away. Um, <laughs> since the beginning of the year, just down here, since the beginning of the year, 7,000 people have disappeared in the country with, with COVID. Wow. Everybody listening to this program knows I did not vote for Trump, and I did not vote for Biden. Because this is a joke. Inflation's at five and a half percent, and we're printing money we don't have for infrastructure without it even being targeted for anything. Gas is fucking four dollars a gallon, and we shut down a Keystone Pipeline. We capped the wells on federal lands, and now we're begging OPEC to please drill, baby, drill. <laughs> right? Yeah. The border's fucked up. You can give Trump some credit. The border was not fucked up. Alan knows. Alan wrote this book. El Jefe, let me see, I can't even fucking see, fuck you, DTE, El Jefe, the stalking of Chapo Guzman. So Alan not only knows the politics of Albany and New York City, he knows the politics of the border, Chris knows the politics of the border, Alan, are we even active, the DEA, the FBI, are we even in Mexico anymore fighting narco traffic? This is shit. He's going to tell you no. The, D, the DEA has essentially been shut out of investigations in Mexico. Say what? Uh, say it again. Say it again. Breaking news. De -de 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 -de. What? The, the DEA has effectively been shut out of investigations in Mexico. They, they're, 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 they're the entirety of their, their operations down there is the, the Mexican government is essentially shut it down why 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 so it gets back to the story of the mexican secretary of defense a guy named general salvador cienfuegos who was picked up um last year at the los angeles airport and arrested and charged with essentially taking bribes and being a uh, uh, you know, a cartel spy. 
And he was being prosecuted in New York City by the same team that prosecuted Chapo Guzman. And the, um, the Mexican military uh, went ballistic uh, and they wanted this guy back. And they prevailed on the president of Mexico to essentially level a threat against um, our government. And so the Mexican government um, demanded the return of General Cienfuegos. And they said, don't worry, we will, uh, we will prosecute him here. Um, they, in fact, the DEA handed over a bunch of the evidence that they were going to use against Cienfuegos at his trial in New York City. And they let him go. On the edge of my seat. They did. They let and him. they shut down. And they, they essentially shut the DEA down. Boom. Um, now let's go to uh, let, let's move this forward. So the DEA has nothing to do. The FBI has nothing to do. So they've now, what are they doing in terms of the, you know, Mexico's a, a failed narco state. Y'all yeah. know that, right? Yeah. From, uh, you know, Pancho Ortiz, our friend, the reporter on the board. It's a failed yeah. narco state. What are they doing now, Alan? They're, it's, it's human trafficking, right? They're working on this side, trying to get the cartel trapped in a human trafficking case, right? So, yeah, I mean, look, a lot of the, a lot of the guys that I deal with, talk about how the cartels have opened up uh, uh, essentially another business where where they are doing a lot of the human trafficking. So here's what we're going to do. Alan, I, I don't know if you can hear me because I, I thought the show was over. It is over. I'm not even posting this fucker. I'm so mad. Hey, uh, so Chris, you now... I think, man, I don't know, man, human trafficking may be as big a business as narco trafficking and you're at the ground zero. Is that about right? No, it's, it's even more. I mean, if you think about it, we got we got probably better representation than the friggin' Olympics as far as people of different countries down here. We had 160 countries represented in our processing area not too long ago. Um, if what? You look at, Wait, what? You mean people coming in? 160. Uh, yeah, 160 countries are represented in our in our detention area. 160. I mean, that's better than the Olympics right there. Um, wow. And if you look at certain certain countries like uh, Central American countries pay seven to ten thousand per head to come in. And that's that's not even crossing the river. Then they have to pay an extra uh, one to two thousand dollars to cross the river. Um, and then you look at um, South American countries pay around 10, 15 um, Asian European countries pay 30. Um, and, and it goes up from there. And so if you're bringing, I mean, you look at the fact that just down here in McAllen in two weeks, we arrested 42,000 people in two weeks and, and you go just bare bones, bare minimum, uh, $7,000 a head. I mean, that's a whole, let me, let, let me throw right this there. in bro. The re I, I don't call you in the summer because Alan, you, you, you remember this, you'll appreciate this in the year 2000, I crossed the border at Agua Prieta in the Douglas, which is a, a Sinaloan cartel dope route. I did it back then. Right. 45,000, 42,000 people in August. Yeah. It's, it's fucking 120 degrees in the desert. Nobody moves in August. The high season is like January to April. So Chris was telling me, I talked to him the other day, see if he'd come on. The whole month of July, Chris, right, all of the American territory, the whole border, Miami International Airport, Alaska, Detroit, the 2,000-mile border with Mexico, 
Last year, in the, all of July, the Border Patrol apprehended how many undocumented 41, people? 41,000. 41,000 people in all of the United States territory. The third biggest country in the world, 41,000. In two weeks. For the entire month, yeah. For the whole fucking country. And for two weeks down here. Just in his sector. In, in two weeks, just in my sector, 42,000 this wow. year. In August. Now, Chris Not and I love each other because that's where we're all, like, I love people. We're on the planet together. I'm listening to you. You're listening to me. And we got to make a compromise, right? I said to Chris, look, man, I crossed that border. I know those brothers. If I was from Guatemala, I'd do the shit too. Chris took that into account, thought about it, said, okay, I get it. But I don't understand why you're sending your seven-year-old daughter. Yeah. We got a fucking crisis down there. Biden fucked it up. When, when, when all of you brown shoot hipsters who went to Ivy League take over the mechanism, right, of government, yeah. and you think you know it all, you, Alan knows and Chris knows, you don't know the gangsters running the no man's land called the border. Am I right, gentlemen? Yeah, you know, when, when you, if, if you have to come, and you know what, let's face it, you know, if I was born over there, I know me. I'm kind of a knucklehead, and if I if they told me don't cross, I'm I'm crossing anyway. Fuck yeah! yeah I, just, I mean that's just how I am, you know. But if if my my kid had to come, I'm not coming alone and then sending my kid in care of a smuggler. There's there's nobody uh, safer for my kid to be with than me. Uh, I'm not going to send them by themselves. A twelve or a seven year old girl, a five year old girl, even a thirteen year old girl or boy by themselves through three countries. That's insane. Just so that that the parent can can get some type of status, and we give the parent. That kid back at the end of the day, I mean, that, that that is, I can't leave my son in the car at Walmart for five minutes to go get milk because I'm going to jail. But you can put this kid on top of a train for three countries and get him back at the end of the day. That's just nonsense. And that's what you're still seeing. You're still seeing a lot of kids. Is that um, the same percentage? Every day. That, every day? Every day. The other, about two months ago, we had this 13-year-old girl walk up to us that had just crossed in a group and she handed us her ID. And we were there with her for about an hour and a half with about 200 others waiting for a bus. For an hour and a half, all she did was cry. Didn't say a damn oh, word. And, and Lord knows what she had to go through as a 13-year-old girl by herself crossing through. And, and that's the thing is, you know, people want a better life. I get it. I, I understand that. Sure. But we're, we're having them run the gauntlet to do it. What do you guys and, do? And if we're saying, well, we, we release them to Health and Human Services, and ultimately they release them to their parents that are already here in the United States illegally. Let me throw this to Alan. Alan, is, is your internet there? Can you hear me, brother? Because the powers don't want you to be heard. I, I, yeah, you come, you come and go. Okay, fuck. You come and go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking powers that be, man. They just don't want the truth. Alan, you're telling me your people in, you know, the spook world, you know, the, the Secret Service and stuff. They're saying that the cartels now, they, they don't even want the cash. They want you to owe them in perpetuity. Oh, boy. So they can soak you. Year after year after, like indentured servitude, is that correct? Yeah, so I've, I've, I've been hearing this for the last few months that um, what... That's, that's Cuomo. I know, look at this. Don't fucking laugh at me. I, I'm laughing because just to stop from crying at this point, man. This is, uh, wait, didn't right. we didn't we cancel this show? I thought so. What? <laughs> there he, he's back. Finish dude, that thought. Dude, like, you know, you're the most interesting and amazing guy. And my third world fucking infrastructure won't let you be heard. I'm moving to fucking Tijuana because the power doesn't, does it, does it, Jason? You've been to Tijuana. 
The only thing that happens in Tijuana is you get your belt and your wallet stolen at the same time when you're getting the BJ in the back of the bar over there. Don't do it. Yeah. I never did it. It's a story from a friend of mine. So I've heard. Yeah. I don't pay. <laughs> All right, Alan, look, man. Let me look, let me just have you back in a week or two, okay? Look, this one, I've been waiting. You guys remember, very popular when Alan was on talking about the trials and tribulations of El Chapo. This book, it's a, it's a, it's a page turner. It's so good. I go slow. You know when a book's so good? Mm -hmm. You don't want to miss a word. You, you, yeah. you, you just start over again. Yep. It's a great book, Alan. This is, dude, you're a stud. You're one of America's best. There's no doubt about that. All right? So get the fuck out. Sell some more. Upgrade your internet. Yeah, and where do they get this book, Alan? <laughs> right. Amazon. <laughs> Wherever books are sold. You can get a package deal, right? <laughs> El Jefe, The Stalking of Chapo Guzman, Guzman, written by Ellen Foyer, and a package deal, How to Lead Through COVID by Andrew <laughs> by Cuomo. It's going to be great. Written by his staff. <laughs> and a DVD of all his press conferences. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations on that. It's a great book. I right, kick Thank him off. Thank you, Alan. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, Alan. It's yeah, not, not my fault. Just hang on. Yeah, we're not throwing you off, but just, just get the I, I kind of want you to keep asking them questions just to see at what point it drops out. Okay. Uh, what is the capital of Iowa? Des Moines. Nice. What does Des Moines mean? The Moines. <laughs> <laughs> see, I told you. It means the monks. The monks. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah. I, I see that now. Yeah. Did you okay. did you know that Iowa was a part of the French I did Empire? Not. Did you know that? Did you know that? No, 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 no. He speaks French oui. and Spanish. Oui. Oui. Yes, that's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. So look, uh, let me let me do this. Let me, let me might as well. Since we're going to throw this show out anyway. <laughs> I think everyone should listen to this show, man. Uh, 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 Medicare is incredibly complicated. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I can't figure it out at all. I mean, we got, we got older people listening here. Yeah. They, they really appreciate this because we're, we're not going to tell you why your power sucks, old person. But here's the thing. So does Medicare. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly Good luck complicated. Navigating it, yeah. You, you got to. Okay. You know how you do it? You go to yourmedicareguide.com. Okay? Licensed individuals. It's free. They'll speak to you by telephone. They'll speak to you by Zoom. They'll speak to you online. But do not speak through this show. <laughs> yeah, because so, it'll, it'll get disconnected. All right, you go to yourmedicareguide.com. Yourmedicareguide.com. Right? Good. Okay, yeah. beautiful Everybody show. can use some help. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, hey, uh, Cabrera. What the fuck happened in Texas with, with all the gas in your power this summer? What the fuck happened there? With, in Texas with our gas? We yes. got gas and power out here. Tejas, we, what? we couldn't function in the wintertime, but, I mean, in the summertime, we're good. Yeah, but what happened? Quickly. What happened uh, in the wintertime? I, I mean, it's there. Shit. I'll tell you what happened. I mean, bro. the gas prices went up. We, we've gone up. They deregulated it. You it's know, we, not we a... a lot of oil workers... Yeah. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. 
Here's what's going as we speak, one out of every four human beings in the state of Michigan is without power. It doesn't have to be this way. They constantly bullshit you about some fucking storm. It rained a little bit. Here's what happened. DTE and Consumers Energy used to be public utilities. Then they lobbied. Now they're sold on the New York Stock Exchange. It's profit. They made $2.1 billion in profit last year. It's a state law where the investors, the stockholders, are required to get a 10% return right out of your fucking utility bill. So do they put it into the grid? The grid being the poles, the wires, tree trimming. the tree trimming. They don't. There's no profit in it. And when they do do that stuff, you get a rate hike. They go to the Public Utility Commission. We in Michigan have had the second highest rate increases over the last decade in the United States of America. This is a fact. Number two, we have one of the worst power grids, unreliable power grids in the United States. This is a fact. Clearly. Public utilities, which one third of all power in America is like the Tennessee Valley Authority, you know? Publicly like, run. Like we used to be, yeah. not for profit, right? We, on average, are in the dark 200 hours more than they are. That's a whole week. Oh my God. That's 2% of your life. What we need to do is fucking get that power structure back, cut down the number of dollars private investors are getting, and put it into the telephone poles. Put it into the wires. And I'm sorry. I know these guys. They call me up and bitch about you, Mark, and Drew because the, the <laughs> line workers feel that you're blaming them. No, they're busting their ass. I showed you that video that uh, Buddy sent over. They, we know they're busting their ass. They are busting their ass. And I in my phone, which doesn't fucking work down here. Unfortunately, they have to go from job to job to job because they wait until something breaks. And all of, all of you working brothers and sisters, I, I wanted to read the obituary of one of the utility line workers who died in June yeah. doing the job because we love and respect what you do. We know how incredibly hard and dangerous it is. I can't pull it, but my thoughts are with him and you. Thank you for doing it. They make their money on the over, when, when we have these storms of the century every two weeks. They make their money on overtime getting the power put back up, and then that cost is put back on us oh, the next year with the rate increase, right? Because they got to make their 10%. I thought I already paid for the fucking grid. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how much we pay for and then it's not there. Okay, here's another little secret. DTE, we're going to, we're going to go to clean fuels. We're going to natural gas. That's fucking methane. <laughs> methane leaks. And when methane leaks, it's worse than carbon monoxide for the environment. Why is DTE going to gas? Because two-thirds of their business is electricity. <laughs> and the other third of their business is gas. Oh, great. So if you could take your gas business and make it your electricity business, you're going to make money. And, and whenever God it. farts, my power's out. Jesus Christ. Wake man. up. Uh. Okay, Mike Duggan. So you want to know why the census comes out and Detroit lost another 10% of its population, and you want to sue saying it's not true. 
It is true. It's because the pumping station went out and you flooded everybody. Yeah, it's a disaster. It's because you didn't put any money into the police. It's because the schools are still shit and aren't allowed to borrow to fix the schools. This is why, dude. Yeah. Don't sue. Give them a reason. Give people a reason to live in the city. All you got to do is look at Chicago. Yeah. Chicago grew by 2%. We all know what's going on in Chicago. It's unlivable. And yet it still grew. Why didn't Detroit grow? How are the neighborhoods? Because you're awful. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody in the media and nobody in politics wants to look at how our brothers and sisters, real people are living. So, look, it's something like, what, 17% of the black population of Detroit left. Because you don't fucking care to talk to them. It's not livable, and we all love Detroit. I'm thinking of those that want to leave, that can't leave, that don't have the means You know what Detroit is? It's not bricks. It's not the riverfront. It's the people. Yeah. And there's less of it now. Wake up, Mike. Fuck you, dude. Garbage. That's exactly what you said about crime. And then you fudge the numbers. What else? What other fucking lies? It's an easy diversion, man, to say it's something else. Right? To, to sue the census. It's just an easy diversion. Because he said, it's a lie. he said, judge me on what? That's what he said. Yeah. He said, judge me on population growth. <laughs> well, it went down again, Mike. So we'll judge. Come on, dude. Uh, Come on, dude. You going to blame it on Trump because they shut it down for a month? Once again, Whitmer easy. shut the whole shit down for a year. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, all right? Good? Yes. Happy. Hey, uh, Chris... Alan, hey, we can send you. We can send you some population if you want. We got all kinds of people coming in down here. We'll just send them your way. They're we'll from back. here, dude. They ain't coming back. Yeah, we'll get means, 20 percent up to you guys real quick. I think it means like the forty-eight thousand or forty-two thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, we're just send us the immigrants. We could use them. Why don't they come across through Canada? No one will no recognize or notice them here. What does that even mean? They'll fill in all the gaps of the people that left. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I suspect part of it is, though, you know, when Trump was tried to put the citizenship question on the census. Yeah. That if I, if I say, didn't have papers, I'm not answering that. I'd be very suspicious. But the numbers should show you that. I'm reading in the newspapers. I haven't had a chance to go through all of it yet. But... The newspapers are telling me 17% of the black population left, and they don't tell you anything about the Asian or the Latin population. What did it do? So get to work. Get to work. Fuck, I want to know this shit. The fuck? There's three stories from three different writers saying the same fucking thing. Well, Somebody that's probably what, the pre what was in the press release. <laughs> right. Right. All right, so listen. Um... <clears throat> Alan, you got a new home up there in upstate New York. It's great. But listen, you call Hall Financial. They close the majority of their loans and eight business days or fewer. It's still a great time to refinance with interest rates back at record lows. More than half of Hall Financial's loans don't require an appraisal. Did you hear that? Don't, they don't even, they, I don't know how. They just That's it. That saves you up to 750 bucks, bro, just on the appraisal. So get approved the same day with Hall Financial's unique process and advanced technology. You want to know what that technology is? What? I don't know. It's just well, advanced. I, I, I guess I'll call them. It's advanced. 
to find it out. It says it right is. here. Yeah. It's advanced. Well, it's true. Does that say advanced? It does say it advanced. must be advanced. Yeah. So, a whole financial is a company deeply rooted in philosophy, and that philosophy is service. That's why they have nearly 4,000 five star reviews. Ooh. So, do the math. That's 20,000 stars. That's a lot of stars. Uh huh. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make sure you understand your financial situation is step one. Before you go out shopping for a home, you need to call Hall Financial first to get your financing in place. Wait a minute. Make sure you understand your financial situation, step one. No. Step one is before you go shopping for a home, you call Hall Financial. That's 248 308 5000. Don't worry, Dave. I got you, baby. Huh? How's Beautiful. That? Well done. That yeah. was great. Yeah. All right, guys, because uh, this show's bullshit. Disaster. It's a disaster. That's okay. Good info, we're, though. We're professionals. There's good info in there. We're professionals. Oh, by the way, uh, the Raper Cop story's still on it. Next week, we'll have more. Uh, when I talked to you about Cash's Cop that knocked the guy out yeah. in Greektown, yeah. still working it. I know I, I would promise you an answer, but I'm still working I don't forget. Fox 2, thank you for calling and asking. You're still family. I love you. You know that. That's, that's all. Let's just talk. Let's just love each other. Whitmer, you got a brawl on your hands, girl. Oh, my God. She's been awfully quiet. You heard really? Alan Foyer. Yeah. Alan Foyer said that if Dana Nessa was any kind of attorney general, <laughs> right? Oh, she'd, oh, she'd be, this would be some shit. But no, we got the Barbara Vawasso in jail. We got the chick with the pizzeria in Holland in jail. And yet there's no reason to even look at old people dying in the nursing homes. But you got an investigation now, don't you? Mm -hmm. That's called the Auditor General. And he's a solid person. And his deputy's a solid person. And we'll get the answer. And then we'll see. And then we'll see if the airplane matters. See, because... Cuomo got his nursing home thing that started everything, as Alan said, and then the grabby hands took him down. Yep. If Nessa would have done her job, we would have had the nursing home answer, and then the slush fund and the airplanes and the, you know, the campaign finance bullshit, that could have been there. We're going to see. I, 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 hope, I hope it is accurate. I would hate to think that my government knowingly hid shit about our elders. That's number one. Or even that inept in counting the data. That's number one. That's the key is the old people and the children because that's how you base a society. Right, Cabrera? That's right. Them children bother you, don't they? It's tough to see, man. It's tough to see them little kids go through what they go through, man, especially when they're just their parents are putting them through it. You know what I should do at some point, guys? I should just fuck this podcast, forget trying to broadcast it, and just give everybody my number, and we all just have a teleconference, <laughs> right? Because the shit these guys tell me, these guys are deep and fascinating, and I hope that you all got something out of this today. All right, so say a prayer for those wearing the badge on the border, very much danger to themselves, right? The cartels outgunned them, outmanned them. There's COVID all over the joint, right? Definitely check out El Jefe, the stalking of Chapo Guzman. I highly recommend it. If it sucked, I wouldn't have Alan on. I'm so relieved. This is awesome. <laughs> I have, it is, dude. You would not have plugged it as many times as you did. Because I, I, I don't plug, right? Yeah, okay. No, no, I'm being very serious. You, know, you know what, Alan, man? What's really great about this book are the fucking footnotes. 
where he he describes to you, uh, well, you know that 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 could be the CIA, and uh, and he fucking talks to these people. He actually, I don't know. I'm impressed, man. See, I was gonna. I'm not gonna do it on air, but reporters want to know how reporters get this shit done. Like, how are you so plugged in? Go ahead, answer that. Uh, that was not an easy job. I'll tell you that much. But look, you know, there was a lot of people who were who waited a long time to tell how this all happened. Um, you know, the book starts in. 2008, 2009. And so, you know, that's a long time people were waiting to tell their story. And they had to wait through all of the operations and they had to wait through the extradition and the, and the trial. And so I, I think people were ready, but it's, uh, um, it took a lot of work making sure I got that right. And you wrote this fucker. Not only did you, you cover the, the Guzman trial, Soon as that was done, you wrote this shit in six months. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's work. That 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 is that is work, dude. And by the way, in an era now where everybody's afraid to talk, and you can get guys like Cabrera, actually, Cabrera's a, a guy of mine, and I'm glad you now know each other. You need guys like that to tell you what's real and where to go look, right, Cabrera? Because you want the story told. You're not a hater. You need the story told. Yeah. Yeah, we need that story told, and and I mean, unless we, we can point it out to you, we just can't set, we can't tell it. And we need to know it so we can make some decisions. See, that's what this this program's about. And let me tell you this: I'm now going to do this. Uh, let, let me do this real quick. Nine Eleven, Alan, remember it, baby? <laughs> oh yeah, remember that, brother? We were together a long time. Uh, Alan for a long time colleague of mine at the New York Times. Still there? I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, uh, so, the anniversary's like in a month. I'm sure the Taliban will have cobbled by then. Oh, yeah. Way to go, Biden. Oh, I'll have it by tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to get political, you douche. $4 a gallon. Christ. Okay. I just want to say this. Squad one. This is the beginning of, of the chapter about this firehouse that lost... Half its guys that day, they got out of bed to meet their death, to protect your life. And so I just wrote this at the beginning. It did not seem to me that those thousands of people, men and women, who rushed to ground zero on the morning of September 11th, 2001, were heroes. It didn't seem it to me. They were just good people, raised by good people, and they answered the call. This is how it's supposed to be. We didn't believe our society had people like that anymore then, and we don't believe it now. What we didn't know was what to call them. So, we called them heroes. Like my mom said of the rescuers that day and the many days after, it's good to know we still have substantial men in this country. Tell them thank you. Indeed. So all these stories I've been telling you over these last few weeks are dedicated to the unborn children and great-grandchildren of the men of the Squad One Firehouse in Brooklyn. This is how it was. This is how we lived. Your grandfathers were substantial men. Remember that. Right, Alan? Do you remember? I, I remember very clearly. I remember spending a, a long time 
with a firefighter whose first day on the job was 9-11 and it, it broke him. It, it was just, you know, he came, he was a, he, you know, his first day was answering the call down at the, uh, at, at the towers. How's he doing now? Have you seen him? I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. He, he just, he, he couldn't make it. He had to, he had to, he moved back to California. He was, he was a California guy. And, um, you know, it was just too hard because after, at least when these, these, these firehouses were so ripped apart by 9-11, they had the bonds that they had formed before to, to rely on to get them through it. Yeah. And, and because this guy was such a new guy, he, he, you know, he didn't have those bonds with the guys in his firehouse. Plus, you know how, you know how firefighters can be a little uh, superstitious? Mm. So some of the guys were like, oh, you show up on your first day and this happens. Oh. So they, they, they kind of pushed him out of it oh. and he just, he couldn't deal. So he just left. Man. Do me a favor, really man. I'm, I'm asking you a real favor. Yeah. Call him, would you please? Yeah. Just reach out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I think about him every year around the, you know, I, I, every year. You know what? You know Eddie. You know Keats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got brain cancer, bro. I heard about that. Yeah. No doubt in my mind or his where he caught it. Right? It was there. Yeah. I mean, 20 years. But we knew. We were smoking like like piles of burning leaves down there. Like, you... You knew you were inhaling bodies and, and, and urinals and doorknobs and desks. You knew you were. You can still smell it in the air on Thanksgiving. Why Thanksgiving? No, I'm just saying you could still smell the pile like two and a half months later. You could still smell the oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. toxins in the air. You know what it smells like for any, anybody in Detroit? It smells like one of the old rotting houses after it's burned. Everybody smelled that if you're from around here. That's exactly what 9-11 smelled like. That's why when I came home to Detroit, Cabrera, the fucking people with the balls to wear the badge, I got a lot of respect for. So when I first came here and didn't know what to do, I just gravitated towards what I knew, which was substantial people. And we are that. And we are all that. Remember it. And you don't have to take this shit. I know I'm picking on Biden and Trump and everything. I, I don't give a fuck. I care about you. I know your babies are going back to school. We don't even know what the masks do. If I should get the shot, I don't know. You're talking so much, it means nothing. Action. People of action. That's what we need. Now, here's some action. This is from a friend of mine, Bob Paris. We're going to take you out with a little story about a boy and a cow. And the video doesn't match it at all. <laughs> but but it's my friend Travis from Lebanon, Kansas, the exact middle of America. It's his boy and his cow, so you have something to watch. But listen to what Bob Paris, the film professor from the East Coast, has to tell you about the boy and the cow. And try to love one another. Listen to this, guys. Once upon a time, there was a boy from Nebraska, and he took care of the cows on his father's farm. Now you think about Nebraska as corn and husking corn, but there's lots of cows out there, 
And this boy, he liked the cows. He felt good and right with the cows. He liked taking the udder of a cow and holding it just right and gently squeezing the teat to melt the cow in a sensitive way. He didn't want to do anything crude or disrespectful to the cow. And one day, early in the morning, he was handling the udder of a certain cow, and this cow starts thinking, this guy is all right. This feels good. I like it. I like what he's doing. And so the cow suddenly decides, I'm going to talk to this guy. I know I'm not supposed to, but I've just got to thank him and let him know that I really appreciate this. Now, every time the boy finished milking a cow, he always took the time to face the animal and look in its big brown eyes, sort of a gesture of connection. And when he did it this time, with this particular cow, the cow opens its mouth and says, hey man, thanks for treating me right. Feels good, feels real good that you're treating me right. And the boy, really almost a young man, he's 15 years old, he says, no problem, my pleasure. And then the cow says, hey, oh, what are you up to later? What do you got going on? And the boy says, I don't know, I've got a lot of chores, but when I'm done, I was hoping to just chill and maybe play some video games. And the cow says, Call of Duty? And the boy says, yeah, yeah, how do you know that? You, you play video games? And the cow says, nah, 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 we don't get a chance to do that, but uh, I don't know, nobody really ever asked me to play. And, and the boy said, well, come over to the crib, play with me. And the cow did come over and did play with him. The crib was just a bedroom in his parents' house, but you know, it was cool, it was cool. They drank Mountain Dew, smoked a little weed, played video games. Then later they were just hanging out, shooting the shit. The cow was telling him a joke about chewing grass, and then he told another one about chewing grass. He had a lot of jokes connected to chewing grass, actually. And at some point, the kid said, Hey, what do you think about the whole Palestinian thing? You know, with Israel. And the cow says, Well, I don't, I, I don't really know. I don't really consider myself informed to comment on that issue. And the boy says, well, how can you not? How can you not have an opinion? Do you have some trouble with Jews? Is that it? And the cow says, no, I don't have any trouble with Jews. I, I, there are some cows around me that are Jewish. I have no problem with it. I mean, to each his own. But I, I suppose, yes, I find the ongoing Israeli appropriation of Palestinian land rather disturbing. And the boy says, you're not even going to mention the enormity of the Holocaust. And the cow says, well, of course, that was really terrible, but there's also the plight of some two million Palestinians in Gaza. Well, they went on like this for a long time. And when the kid's mom called him down to dinner and he brought the cow, it, it was a little awkward because nobody, you know, he didn't say he was having anybody over for dinner and now here's his cow and all. And it, well, it was just quiet. It was just a very quiet meal. And it did not help that they were eating cheeseburgers that night, which was obviously a source of embarrassment for the boy. To be a good guest, the cow ate some of the burger, but you could see the cow wasn't very happy with it. And when the cow took an enormous crap on the dining room floor, it was just an, uh, an uncomfortable moment. 
Later, as a kid quietly walked the cow back to the cow shed, he wondered, ah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have brought up all this political stuff. It, it really gets in the way. I, I hope I haven't jeopardized my friendship with this cow. Thank you, guys. That was the greatest fucked up show ever. And remember, you don't have to agree with your friend account. Just be friends. And try not to eat one another.